Hi, welcome to Conversations on Public Health. I'm your host Prachi. Join me every week as I travel across India, speaking to folks who are solving massive public health challenges facing our country and the larger developing world. The conversation that you're about to listen to today touches on what is an inevitable consequence of human habitation, waste. Our guest today is Samira Satija. Samira is a true citizen volunteer who brought the remarkable initiative Crockery Bank for Everyone into our lives. She is an auditor by profession and a firm believer in sustainable living and a chemical-free lifestyle. Samira, a very welcome to Conversations in Public Health. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. What about you? I'm all right too. Um, so now you're a seasoned citizen volunteer, and you know, on Conversations in Public Health, we are really on a mission to understanding the link between my and yours everyday actions and how they can impact somebody else's public health. Um, and, and what we're hoping to get out of today's conversation is to make that longer link between waste and public health very, very clear. Yeah. Um, where I'm really hoping to start is at what is public, uh, what is waste management in this country really like? Like, what does it look like? Because for me, it's like just dumping my waste in a dustbin and then yeah. the next thing I see is a dump of waste out in the public. That's that's what I know. So, um, first of all, uh, let's start with the, you know, describing what waste is, you know, what exactly the waste is. You know, waste is a byproduct of human habitation. Wherever human goes, whatever activity it does, it, it creates some other kind of waste. I mean, you know, if there is a deserted place, there, no one lives there. And you uh, convince a set of families to shift over that place. And the next day, the first change you will be seeing is a waste a generation of waste. So waste is essential, you know. Any activity of the human will be generating any kind of, any kind of waste. So waste is essential. So um, we are talking about, there are many kinds of waste. But here we are talking about our day-to-day -day life uh, and, and the basic, uh, you know, living uh, style and the creation of uh, generation of waste. This is called household waste or domestic waste. So uh, waste is essential as we as I, we we are talking about this thing. And let me start by telling you ki how many uh, kinds of waste are there. I mean, what are the categories of waste? So there are uh, basically uh, broadly three categories of waste. One is wet waste. This is any kind of waste uh, coming out of your kitchen. It is called kitchen waste, it is called organic waste, it is called uh, biodegradable waste. So first is kitchen waste, okay, whatever we eat is called kitchen waste and the, the leftover is uh, uh, kitchen waste. The other is dry waste. It contains plastic, metal, um, paper, glass, you know. So uh, other than the kitchen waste, other than the organic waste, the next is dry waste. And the third is, uh, which is very harmful, it is called domestic hazardous waste. The third category is domestic hazardous waste. It contains, uh, you know, the chemical cleaners we use or the pesticides or the insecticides and the e-waste. And some biomedical waste, It's all. Uh, it always falls in, into the category of domestic hazardous waste. So basically there are three kinds of waste, you know. So the, and now the next question is how much waste do we generate? Do we realize the volume of waste we generate? And in, on an average, every day in India, in one given day, India generates 1500 lakh kg of waste. Can you imagine the volume? 
hundred lakh kgs of waste in per day in India, you know. And if we talk about any city like I live in Gurgaon, so I better talk about Gurgaon. Gurgaon generates seventeen hundred kg of waste every day. Seventeen hundred kg of waste every day. And let me put into a better perspective. An elephant weighs around four thousand kg. You know, an elephant. Uh, and if we divide four thousand kg by uh, to seventeen hundred uh, kg, seventeen uh, hundred lakh kg. So it will come down to four hundred twenty-five elephants are going into the landfills on daily basis in Gurgaon city only. Can you imagine the volume of waste we generate? So that sounds like a lot of waste for any city to generate. Any city, any city to generate. And where does this waste go? As you as you were talking, for you waste is, you know, throwing away your waste and then going into any landfills. It's it's like out of my sight, out of my mind. we don't care where this waste is actually going and how we are how do we dispose this waste nobody cares about that everyone thinks the waste is out of my sight it is out of my mind now the it's the government it's the authority to take care of the waste you know but we don't know about the rules and the laws regarding the waste management so there are there are rules uh, these are called solid waste management rules SWM rules 2016 which has you know implied uh, certain uh, rules and guidelines for the citizens to take care of the waste and it implies that it is the duty of every waste generator to segregate waste into at least two main parts one is wet waste and another is dry waste but how do we how how many of us know this no i didn't know about this yeah you know and it is a legal requirement it is a legal duty we are legally bound to uh, you know segregate our waste but nobody is doing that no and and no one's implementing it either exactly it's the lack of the implementation only but uh, if i i i think it in another way uh, we know the uh, you know the bad effects of everything the bad effects of liquor the bad effects of uh, smoking the bad effects of you know um what do you call um, or the junk food you know and and we take care of uh, you know uh, uh, reducing uh, taking these things but why are we not aware of the waste why are why we are not conscious about our waste is it because the effects are not immediately visible to us yeah it is because of the effects are not immediately visible to us but more than that it is not it's the uh, you know the lack of awareness we are not ever told what is the bad effects of the waste what is how it is uh, you know affecting us we are not being told on on daily basis so how how does this affect us like what is the effect of waste on us on our society on our health on the environment in every way in every way this mismanagement of waste is affecting us in every way and it is affecting all of us it's not just the humans it not just the environment it not just the animal or the marine life it is affecting us in every way and all of us you know if we uh, uh, if you know uh, the landfills i mean uh, uh, you must have heard about the landfills but do you know what landfills are it's it's nothing but a dumping ground of all the mixed waste you know it's just a dumping ground and where all the mixed waste goes 
it contains chemical cleaners it contains our e waste it contains our you know sanitary napkins it contains the blood soaked uh, uh, cotton it contains syringes it contains broken glass ha huh? it Bio contains hazards. blade yeah so this kind of waste is going into the landfills and the wet waste obviously the wet waste is also is going there and when this whole whole uh, you know the mess of waste start decomposing so it it create a, a water that is called leachate it generates water that is called leachate leachate now this leachate seep into deep down the underground water because our ha huh, because our land landfills are not made in that way which is uh, which they are technically be made into they are simply a dumping ground because we live in india we are just not bothered about anything we we just not bothered about any rule or the law otherwise the landfills are meant to make, to be made into a certain way but india they are not it's just a dumping ground and all the leachate goes into the uh, uh, this underground water you know it mixes with our uh, shallow aquifers and as per the study of cp uh, cb it's central pollution control board near the uh, landfill site of bandwari there is a landfill site on delhi gurgaon border that is called bandwari and when they tested the underground water of uh, that uh, landfill site and there are many villages around that landfill sites many villages people are living there and when they tested the water underground water and it was found heavily laid with heavy uh, these uh, heavy uh, metals the lead or uh, or the nickel or the chromium matlab heavy metals which are not meant to be into the water and it was beyond beyond the permissible limit and people living around those villages are drinking that water and as per the study in the past 5 years there are at least 100 and more uh, deaths have caused due to uh, cancer and all the deaths were caused by, due to the drinking of this um, you know contaminated water only in a developed country this would cause outrage and like a whole suit of you know legal legal cases against the government or you know the administrative authorities but here in india we are just chatting about it normally you know on a podcast yeah we are just chatting about it ha huh, on on podcast and there are and there are uh, newspaper reports there are uh, print reports there are uh, talk on the tv also but nothing happened because why why because a citizen is not conscious because the citizen who is suffering who is suffering of these diseases even he is not conscious about his waste we are not conscious we are not aware it's just not about the human beings it's the marine life it's the animal life everybody is suffering due to this waste this whole landfills they create methane gas you know when the uh, the waste decomposes so the byproduct of this decomposition is generation of methane gas and methane gas it's a greenhouse gas in india the the main the main uh, factor of uh, greenhouse gas or the climate change is the methane only because in india we are we are not uh, uh, we are not heavily into non veg thing in the uh, you know western countries the uh, their lifestyle or the eating habits i mean uh, they eat lot of uh, meat and the the greenhouse gases i mean the generation of greenhouse gases is mainly attributed to the uh, day, uh, this meat industry but india uh, the greenhouse gases the mostly of the greenhouse gases is attributed only to the landfills 
So landfills generate methane gas and methane gas is a greenhouse gas. So the whole climate change, the whole idea of climate change is because of this methane gas. And, and I understand that methane uh, is a lot more dangerous than CO2 when it comes to its greenhouse yeah, yeah. effects. Yeah, it is 20 times more dangerous than CO2. It's 20 times more dangerous. It's it's auto ignition kind of gas and you must be seeing in summers now the same summers are coming and now you will see um, frequent fire happening on into the landfills because the methane generates and the heat uh, uh, you know it it ignites the fire so the landfills are on auto ignition mode they catch fire uh, you know automatically and the whole this uh, the fire or this decomposition of waste or the methane gas it emits dangerous and toxic gases into the you know atmosphere and we inhale those gases can you imagine we are surrounded by three major landfills the people living in delhi or ncr we are surrounded not just by one landfill we are surrounded by three major landfills one is bhalaswa the other is gazipur the th- third is bandwari so we are surrounded by three major landfills and we are inhaling methane gas 24 into 7 unknowingly unintentionally we are inhaling and but but the question is whose waste is this it's our it's waste, not government's right? waste it's our waste and, so and you're saying this is entirely domestic waste it's not industrial waste it's, or anything no it's not industrial waste. it's totally domestic waste so you spoke a little bit about uh, you know the villages around these landfills what about the people who work in these landfills? Tell us a little bit about their lives, how their health gets affected. Pathetic, pathetic, pathetic. They lead a pathetic life. Seriously. We have been visiting to the landfills and talking to these people. Their life is simply pathetic because they are poor, because they don't have any other source of living. They are forced to live, lead this kind of life. You know, imagine the, the e-waste lying there. The e-waste, it contains lead, mercury, cadmium, and uh, lithium so deadly deadly to- and toxic chemicals and these the you know the exposure of these kind of toxic and the chemicals led to brain liver heart kidney damage and the skeletal damage also and next come and and we talk about uh, the medical waste there are syringes there are you know blood soaked um, uh, the cotton there are uh, you know bandages over there there are sanitary pads over there there are diapers over there and these people just they fumble through this uh, uh, waste with their naked hands because they are finding for the uh, dry waste which they can sell off and make some living out of it and they just fumble these uh, waste the mixed waste with their naked hands and can you imagine how how you know how dangerously they put their lives into uh, this thing and as per uh, as per a study uh, an NGO called Chintan they did a study uh, on the living of these waste workers and they found the average life of the waste worker uh, working in th- into this waste thing is only 35 years only 35 years okay so you know all of what you've mentioned uh, concerns me very very deeply as a citizen and sure it'll lead it, I will try and I hope people who listen to it also try to make a more concerted effort to at least segregate their waste within their houses. But does it stop there? Should we not hold our government accountable for, you know, this complete like mismanagement and, you know, ignorance of a large part of their population? How can we? When the government has made rules or the laws and we are not abiding by the laws, how can we go to the government and ask them? The government will tell you, okay, we have made the laws. Why don't you follow it? 
you are making uh, you are not um, uh, you know complying with the law you are culprit it's as simple as that when we drive we know the rules na but why don't we know these rules you know if you if you doesn't know about if a person doesn't know about any rule or any guidelines or any law we can't we can't call him a culprit but what if we know about these rules and still don't follow them are we not culprits are we not i understand what you're saying and you know in in the course of my conversations with various people for the purpose of this podcast you know i've come across like two categories of activists one who are sort of inward facing and they try to work with the populations and they try to convince people to do more and i feel like this is obviously valuable work but very very long term and there's another set of activists who try to work with the government and hold them accountable and get them to do something about it and i feel like any relevant change in this space or any space can't happen unless both set of activists sort of work together you know because while you and, and I truly admire I truly admire the work of the activists because everyone has their own strength you know I can work with the community I can work with the waste uh, workers I can work on the awareness but I can't maybe I'm not type of person who go and uh, just uh, agitate or uh, you know uh, sit on the dharnas maybe I'm not that but I truly admire the efforts of those people also because as you said we need a, a multi-pronged approach we need a multi-pronged approach you know at the same uh, one level we are awareing the society we are educating them and on the other side we are ensuring that the laws and the rules are properly um, conveyed to the community and properly enforced also so i i totally agree now would be a good time to sort of talk about you know a powerful example that you have been in the community around you and just on the internet and whenever whenever people come across your work So would you like to talk a little bit about you know the story of Crockery Bank for everybody and and this wonderful initiative that you've started Yeah thank you so much thank you so much I mean it all started when I had started working into the area of waste management only uh, frankly when I started working into this waste thing so and uh, we used to visit landfills and we used to audit the uh, waste over there what kind of waste is coming here and I realized the major contributor of the landfills is single use plastic anything which is of single use basically so single use plastic we can take care of our wet waste because we can always um, uh, you know compost this that waste we can always feed that waste to the cows but this single use plastic is going to the landfills only because it it is not recyclable single use means only it's not recyclable it's one time use only and it is it goes to the landfills only there is no other way out to dispose this of and so this strike me ki i mean this is uh, what to uh, what, what's the and then uh, we have seen bhandaras and the religious events happening around us the bhandara happened it 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 got over and the styrofoam plates are just lying over there you know it's not just lying over there they're just flying they're very lightweight and flimsy so they used to be flying the styrofoam plates used to be flying and flying and then choking the rainwater drains or the main holes or the gutters along the road you know and then when the uh, uh, there is heavy rains and the water logging is happened uh, had happened and people start shouting it's the government duty the government doesn't do anything but whose waste is this who had held those bhandara you know and the most alarming thing about the styrofoam waste is if you google it the styrofoam plates are made of styrene it's a chemical and if 
one eats into uh, the food into this or the hot food into this the this chemical the styrene chemical goes into that body immediately goes into his body and it can cause cancer it can cause uh, kidney damage it can cause lungs damage the styro uh, the styrene chemicals chemical is so harmful so when i used to tell them all these things the one question came to me then what's the solution if we don't use it then what do we use yeah and that was a valid point what do they use so i immediately went to the market and researched the market analyzed the whole thing and to my shock there was no uh, better alternative available in the market it's just the styrofoam or the plastic things the patal we used to have in our times they were simply not available so that 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 thing shook me up and then i thought what's the point of uh, myself wearing people or telling them that this is not good if there is no solution what do you think happened to the patthas and why did people just stop using them it's it 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 was it was not uh, convenient it was not comfortable because they are flimsy because they were flimsy you know it was not comfortable and somewhere the patthas they used to think the patthal are very you know low uh, low standard and the styrofoam and the plastic they think it's a high standard and hygienic also whereas there are those are chemical uh, toxic chemicals and very harmful live around the, uh, so so the uh, then the, the idea came to me ki i have to do something if it's not now then it will be never so then i came up with this idea ki i'll uh, uh, you know buy the crockery and anyone can uh, take the crockery use them wash them and just give them back to me and you don't have to pay any charges or any rent for that that's the uh, that's the motivation i i had to give to the people to bring them out them out of that comfort zone because there will be pressure of washing the utensils and on the one hand they are they are not putting any effort they just eat into the styrofoam plates and just throw it away but by using uh, the steel crockery they have to put the efforts of washing so i just ask them ki don't don't spend any money you will be uh, saving money just give that uh, though that money to any any uh, worker or employee someone uh, he'll be uh, he'll be given some livelihood and you will be saving the environment and that the idea uh, clicked to everyone i mean it was uh, hugely welcomed by every every section of the society it was very impactful i must say and the credit goes to the people only who who welcomed that uh, thought or the idea or this initiative and now today uh, we have around 32 uh, teams uh, from all around india who have associated with us and set up a similar banks in their cities or the uh, you know communities and um, and the latest as per the latest data which i uh, maintain we have been able to save around 4 lakh uh, single use uh, items which we have been saved uh, sending into the landfills by using this uh. right you know, samira when you talk about this it seems like such an obvious thing to not do like it's so hmm. obvious that we shouldn't be it's using obvious. these things hmm. then so, why are we yeah. still using it like what is this inertia that we are Comfort. not able to get out of comfort comfort convenience and lack of enforcement there is no danda you know there is no danda there are two kind of children in the school one listen to the uh, one who listens to the uh, teacher and does her homework or the other activities but one who doesn't you have to give him some danda or any punishment or any kind of thing but if there is no punishment there is no danda do you think so do you think we have enough time left uh 
Yeah, I guess. Can... I guess. Yeah, I guess we can. We can still repair this. I can. I. I, I still believe we can still repair this. Do you think we should sort of like wait for you know? people to finally become conscious like do you think we have that kind of time left because like behaviors take a long time to change i guess now the momentum has started now i i feeling uh, this i realized this thing that the momentum has taken place you know the 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 right kind of momentum the right kind of awareness it has started and the first level of bringing this behavioral changes the awareness so first first year we are i mean i am convinced that we are up to that uh, tier now so first level we have somehow achieved the awareness now everyone knows about gila kuda sukha kuda we know i know that ki now everyone knows about this and it's not gila a very kura, difficult concept kura. to understand you know we we do segregation in our, in our daily uh, lifestyle we do segregation on every place we keep our jackets uh, separate we keep our tops Uh, in a separate uh, you know uh, uh, place we keep our jeans into a separate thing we keep our jewelry into separate uh, container we keep our medicine into a separate container even in the kitchen we keep different kind of dals or the pulses into different containers we do segregation on daily basis on every second every minute so the concept of segregation is not alien to like it's not it's anyone. not alien and 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 let me tell you it's not about segregate it's about don't mix it you know at the don't mix it at the first place na you know the generation of different kind of waste is different your wet waste generates in the kitchen your dry waste generates in the washrooms or the living room you know your e waste generates which should not go to the kitchen only there is a drawer you can just keep the uh, e waste over there but what we do we just keep we collect all the kachra uh, in the house in the morning and uh, dump it in the dustbin and then take the responsibility or the burden on us to segregate it right do you just also hmm. do you also feel that uh, you know consumerism and just the way that the society has progressed has led us to create a lot of different categories yeah, of waste yeah. that never existed in the past yeah yeah definitely consumerism and this um, uh, this um, you know busy lifestyle consumerism busy lifestyle you know everyone is working there is no time everyone is uh, rushing and the com- obviously and the i guess availability of more money or the again the consumerism yeah okay so you know we spoken a little bit about the impact of this initiative on society but what has been the impact of this initiative on you how have you changed as a person uh tell us a little bit about just like your internal transformation well, uh, uh, this thing yeah this transformation is a journey you know it's a journey hmm. you can't change yourself in one go and it's a it's a journey it the you change step by step one step at a time you know but the the major major impact is the the creative creation of that thought when the thought is created na when we give a awareness session on the waste so we always think it, we are going to uh, sow a seed we know that person is going go, not going to change in this moment but we are uh, we are targeting to sow the seed we have you know we have sow the seed and now when the right kind of circumstances will be there the seed will be germinate and seed will germinate we are very sure about and it has germinated in many cases so it's it's all about uh, you know sowing the seed and now then the, it's a journey you change every day every day you realize oh, okay this is the waste i'm generating or this is the better alternative this is the better 
सोल्यूशन वी कैन आई कैन ब्रिंग इन टू माई लाइफ एंड इट्स अ कंटिन्यूस प्रोसेस लाइक आई वॉज आई आई हैव नॉट बीन यूजिंग एनी सिंगल यूज इन माई ओन यू नो लाइफ स्टाइल आई एम नॉट आई डोंट यूज एनी सिंगल यूज आइटम एनी काइंड ऑफ सिंगल यूज आइटम and i you, uh, i compost my wet waste i segregate uh, the waste i compost my wet waste and i make bioenzyme it's a chemical cleaner uh, sorry a, chem- a chemical free cleaner it's again made out, made out of your kitchen waste only it's a total organic and herbal uh, cleaner i use only uh, that cleaner i have not been using any chemical cleaner in my house for the past 2 3 years but one thing i was doing which was i was using um cloth pads uh, when my menstrual cycle was coming so i was using cloth pad which was which was not um, i can say which was eco friendly but not very sustainable because it it takes lot of water to wash that uh, you know cloth pad and my my target was to switch over to the menstrual cup you know it's it's a journey you you target yourself ki this is my next target you know you you keep you set some goals for yourself so my goal was to you uh, achieve that goal to use uh, to switch over to the menstrual uh, cups so it was it was an inertia for me i mean i have i was hesitant to use some this uh, you know some uh, foreign body into my uh, foreign thing into my body but uh, it was my goal it was uh, something i ha- i had aspired for and finally i did it finally i did it yeah, and i i have been able to um, switch over to the menstrual cup and i can't tell you how happy i am feeling it's it's a blessing it's a it's a total freedom i i i it's a message to all of you ladies please uh, read about menstrual cup please get yourself aware about menstrual cup it's a blessing it's it's simply i can't tell the feeling of using menstrual cup and so how can i do it in my life how can anyone listening you know to you how can they do it in their lives what are like the few steps that we can do what kind of attitude should we be looking at it with first of all start looking at the waste as it's a, a potential resource waste is a resource if it is not mixed if we handle it wisely waste is a resource you know it's it has a wet waste which can be composted it has dry waste which can be sold to the uh, rag picker and you can earn some money and if you segregate if you keep them segregated only then you can uh, uh, um, you know recover the full resource recovery of that dry recyclable otherwise it's going to the landfills and the whole thing is just a waste you know so first of all look start looking at the waste as a potential resource it's a resource everything requires natural resources everything even a single small pin requires natural resources go into this and we have very limited natural resources left with us so start looking at the things with the uh, idea of that it 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 is a natural resource uh, and now is as good a time as any to end a wonderful conversation uh, thank you so much samira it's been super enlightening and uh, it's filled me and i'm sure people listening to us with a lot of hope as to you know we can change the future it is very much in our hands thank you prachi thank you so much